0: You're listening to episode 262 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers radical self-acceptance and courageously leaning into your skill sets whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories experiences and expertise to share we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid there's always more room to grow let's do this Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily Goff here, your host. And today we are going to be talking about how, why changing your mind is a strength. And sometimes I feel like I need to hear certain things <laughs> to give myself permission. So that was why I titled the episode as such about permission granted, right? Because sometimes we need to hear somebody else say something and reflect it back to us where we're like, oh yeah, I, 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 I am allowed to do something differently or I'm allowed to change my mind or, or whatever that looks like. This episode actually ended up being inspired by uh, a video that I saw posted by Gary Vaynerchuk um about why changing your mind is a strength. And he was talking about it more in the realm of business, but this applies across the board. This applies to so many different areas of our lives and we we get stuck in these cycles sometimes where we start to normalize something. We've something has has become our normal. So it actually just becomes easier to stick with that rather than to go against the grain. And I think a lot of times, this is just my opinion, but I I think in a a lot of cases, the reason why we can be so afraid to change our minds is because we are worried about judgment from others or disappointing other people or worried about disappointing ourselves. And that can actually be much harder to overcome. Especially if we've maybe worked really hard to get somewhere, to uh, get a particular job, to get a particular degree, what, whatever that looks like, you know, to, to move up the corporate ladder in a certain career, whatever it is, we may have put in so much time and effort. Maybe you've been in, in a really long-term relationship, right? You've put in so much time and effort and energy into that thing that we can then be very resistant to making a change. Because for one thing, it's really fucking scary because on the other side of that change is potentially these massive unknowns, the, the, the completely unfamiliar territory, but we start to make that our normal and we can be so worried about what other people will think of us or what we will think of ourselves if we go off course. And one of the things that, that Gary Vee mentioned in the video that I, I thought was just so beautifully put was new data, new decisions. And that's really relevant. That is so relevant because think about maybe uh, a relationship that you ended where you ended up, you, things started out great, right? They often do. <laughs> things started out great. Um, things seemed really in alignment, all these things. But then as you started to gain new data, Throughout the relationship, you started to maybe see little flags go up. We're like, hmm, I'm going to kind of bookmark that because I'm not sure if, if that's going to fit well with my values, maybe, or something like that, or uh, little habits that the other person had, or maybe they weren't a good communicator, or there are all kinds of things, right? And also things within ourselves, that is the the first thing to look at when it comes to Any relationship, whether you're building one up or breaking one down, it always comes from within us first, even though it's very easy to point the finger elsewhere. But as we start to go through that, as time passes, we start to gain new data. And that new data is going to allow us, it's going to give us the information that we need to make new decisions. And when we think of it in terms of data, right? That seems very Um, it's very cut and dried, very black and white. There isn't really any nuance there. And for anyone who listens to this podcast, you you know, I'm all about the nuance. (laughs) I'm about nuance in every single situation. Sometimes to the point where I'm like, you know, it would be easier sometimes if I saw the world in a little bit more rigid terms. Sometimes the nuance, I could argue anything from any side, (laughs) even in my own life. And I'm like, okay, feel like life would be easier if, uh, if things were a little bit more rigid, but that's not how life is. Okay. So there's always so much nuance, so much nuance in everything. But if we roll that back and we look at it from the standpoint of simply data, and I'm not saying that that's how we should be viewing the world, but just for this specific example, when we, when we get this new data, then what it often comes down to is the reason why we won't make a different decision based on new data is because of attachment in a lot of ways, right? We're, we're attached to the status quo. We're attached to whatever that thing is that we're trying so desperately to hang on to. Even if we have new data presenting facts to us saying, hey, this might not actually be the best path. And I have countless examples I could give of this. Even, um, my, my entire career trajectory has been one example of this after another. Like when I was in the corporate world, I knew I wanted out. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, okay, great. I want out of the corporate world to do what? (laughs) And then I, uh, it was actually a friend of mine, a really dear friend of mine said she was going back to school to become a registered dietitian. And I was like, Oh, and it was like this new data coming in. And I was like, well, that's interesting because I'm, I'm super into nutritionist stuff. I never even thought of that, but I didn't want to go the registered dietitian route for a wide variety of reasons that are too long to list for an example's sake. <laughs> and I started looking around and I found a holistic nutrition program. Seemed perfect. Went and did that for two years, every Friday night for two years. Then I ended up, that was how I launched my business was with uh, holistic nutrition. And then about six months into the holistic nutrition gig full time, I was like, I'm not loving this. And I thought that, so even though I was getting new data, like information was coming in, like, Hey, everything feels really hard doing this. Even though you have all kinds of knowledge, it's just sort of like, I thought this would be, this would feel more in alignment, not because I expected every day to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but because I thought I would enjoy it a lot more. And it just didn't feel right to me. And people kept coming to me saying, Hey, you've launched two podcasts. I would love to learn how to do that. And that lit me up. I was getting new data, right? And then just continued to what I'm doing now, which has ultimately been threaded throughout everything I've done anyway, <laughs> which is human connection and and relationships and all of all of the things that encompass that and come with that, personal growth and development, all of that stuff. And that was again, that decision was based on new data because I I had lost my purpose in my business. I felt completely out of alignment. Um, again, even though I was still super excited about podcasting, it just felt like I was still one step out from where I was supposed to be. And people kept coming to me for this. And I started having all kinds of conversations around this. And I was like, okay, I'm getting all this new data. I need to make a different decision. And yet I felt a lot of resistance at each one of these pivotal moments because I was so attached to that one thing. And I didn't want people to think I was a flake. I didn't want people to, to judge me. And I was like, Oh man, like people are going to be looking at me going, she changed something over again. (laughs) Even though what I'm doing now actually isn't much of a stretch from what I was doing before in a lot of ways. Um, especially on this, on this podcast, it felt, it, it just felt really uncomfortable. It felt really uncomfortable. and when you look at it from a different angle, realizing that bringing in new data and changing your mind based on said data is a strength. Imagine the opposite of that. Imagine getting all the new data and never, ever making the change and waking up 30 years from now, being completely miserable in the relationship, in the career, in the job, in the business you created, in the life you created, right? Because every time you've gotten new data, you've chosen to ignore it. You've chosen to put it to one side, which is also a complete self-betrayal. It's a betrayal of of your own integrity to yourself. And you've gone, you've, you've gone, nope, um, I'm on this path. I, I'm never going to change my mind. Imagine if we did this from the time we were kids, right? Every, the question that every adult asks every child, I'm certain I've been guilty of this at one point is, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's a very problematic question for a variety of reasons that are, again, too long to get into in today's episode, but that is something that we ask kids, right? And sure, some kids absolutely grow up to be whatever their their answer is, to, to pursue that as a career path. Most of us don't. Very few of us do, in fact, especially these days. And imagine if you never changed your mind. If, if you felt like you were never allowed to change your mind, if, if you were still with the very first person that you ever dated, and some of you might be, and, and that's, that's beautiful. That is amazing. But I'm just saying that again, for the majority of the population, that doesn't typically work out. And then when we get some perspective, we, you know, we can see that, that that relationship probably fell apart for really valid reasons or ended for really valid reasons. And, We grow from that. We learn from that. And then if we look back and we're like, what if I never changed my mind about wanting to be with that person? What would my life look like? And it might be very different in, in some potentially not great ways. If we just stick to the comfortable and we don't grow, but when you allow yourself to change your mind, to make a different decision, double down on that new decision, feel faster, I talk about this a lot on the podcast too. fail faster in any aspect of life. The faster you can make a decision and then run with it to actually take action on that decision, then the faster you're going to be able to fine tune it and uh, really like zero in on how to make that work for you. Or you're going to realize, Hey, this thing isn't working out. I'm going to change my mind, go down a slightly different path. And it might just be an offshoot from the path that you were already on. It doesn't have to be a completely new path. Again, this is about that fine-tuning, right? And then that takes you to where you're trying to go, to, to get you to where you're going. It's the only way to find that right path for you. Changing your mind is a strength. And when we can learn to let go of the attachment to, to the ideas that we sometimes have that we're certain in our heads are like the exact right thing, when we release the idea of what we thought our life would look like, letting go of how we thought the path would look like to get to where we're going and, and letting go of the attachment that we have to certain relationships, business ideas, where to live, friendships, career moves, whatever it is. When we can let go of that attachment, there's a huge amount of freedom on the other side of that. But you have to be so fucking committed to your growth as opposed to being so fucking committed to a relationship that isn't serving you, to a business or a job that isn't in alignment, to, uh, maybe you started a a new type of workouts that you are absolutely hating every moment of, (laughs) but some guru on the internet told you that it was the thing. So you're trying to stick it out, but you actually hate every moment of it. You, you don't have to do things that you dislike all the time. Listen, we all have to do adult things, right? Adulting, adulting is not always a great time. (laughs) There are things that we have to do that are hard. Of course, that's part of life is, is doing hard things and getting a little bit more comfortable doing the hard things sometimes and being disciplined enough to do the hard things that does not mean make everything difficult that means that there are certain things like doing your taxes or doing the dishes or whatever you know what household chores whatever those look like yeah those things might not be the best hey picking up dog poop (laughs) well any of those things right like those are adult things that are not the most fun. But when it comes to the other aspects of your life, you are allowed to change your mind to do things in a way that bring you more joy too. Why would you avoid a path that you think might actually bring you a huge amount of joy in life just because the way to get there is a little bit unknown? And And I don't want to make this uh, sound super simplified because when we're talking about massive life-changing decisions, I have been on both sides of those and burning down my entire life to the ground and standing on the ashes going, where the fuck do I go from here? (laughs) I have been in those shoes. So I am very well versed in how utterly terrifying that can be. And sure, it's easy to talk about releasing attachment and all these things. That all sounds great in the personal development world. The reality of it is much tougher. But what I want to address here is more the fact that you have permission to change your mind and that changing your mind can actually be an enormous strength, that it can actually serve to make you a better human and to help you create a, a more beautiful life for yourself. And it doesn't have to mean life-shattering changes. It can mean taking a different route to work to try a new coffee shop because you want to mix up your routine. It can be that simple. It doesn't have to be something completely, you know, earth, earth-shattering, right? But a lot of times, we also have to take a little bit more of a macro view. And sometimes there are these decisions that we chalk up to being these huge, like big, huge things in, in our lives it can feel like that in the moment, but sometimes they aren't actually nearly as big as we think they are. Sometimes we've just made them our imagination has created them as this big massive thing in our heads, but when you look back later, it will actually be barely a blip on your radar in the long term. But instead, we fall into the trap of overthinking every single move we make. You get to make your own rules. You get to live your life by your own design in a lot of ways. You get to to make the choices to create the life that you want. And I say that fully aware of a huge amount of privilege. I need to, I need to make that very, very clear. But something that all of us can control, no matter what, and this, this, can, this can be where any of us start, is just controlling how you show up in the world as a human and how you show up in your relationships, how you show up for other people with, with kindness, and how you treat other human beings. These are the kinds of things that anyone can control and then that can start a ripple effect and that can also start to open you up to connections and and to people and to ideas that might open new doors for you and new paths that then allow you the opportunity to make different decisions no matter what that looks like for you. And the only thing that's certain in life is, is change. So why make it even harder on ourselves than we need to? Why be so resistant to making change for ourselves when we get to be in the driver's seat, as opposed to waiting for life to happen to us and then force us to change, right? We get to actually have a huge amount of of control over the changes that we create in in our lives for ourselves. And life is always going to throw us change that we were not prepared for and didn't ask for. <laughs> that That is the biggest part of life. That is the most certain part of life. But you also get to decide what some of those changes look like. You get to create some of those changes yourself. So whether you're getting new data about uh, the job you, you wanted or got, or the business you're starting, or, you know, like I said, the exercise routine you've been doing, or the way you've been eating, the, the person you're in a relationship with... If you're never getting any new data, if you feel like you're never getting any new data, you're not paying attention. And often when we're sticking with something, it usually boils down to this, this version of being really concerned about what others will think of us. So I want to ask you this, if there was no one else who would know, be affected by, or judge our decisions, what would you care if you changed your mind about something? Would it matter nearly as much? Truly, sit with that. If there was no one else around, if nobody could could see or nobody else was affected by, nobody could judge you, any of those things, could judge your decisions, would you still be as reluctant to change your mind? I doubt it. It's because we're trying to prove something to someone else or to a group of people, or to ourselves. Again, like I said at the beginning, it it can sometimes be about proving something to ourselves as well, but a lot of times it's about proving something to someone outside of ourselves for that external validation. And the longer we stay stuck in the trap of approaching decisions and life from that place, the more miserable we'll become. The more trapped we're going to feel, the less freedom we will experience. Moreover, I believe, I fully believe that people can change. Not everybody believes that. But I I know people who will argue flat out that people cannot change. I don't believe that at all. I fully believe that people can change. I've watched myself change in massive ways. I've watched people around me change and evolve on massive, like life-changing scales. And I believe that you can change to the point where people who knew the former version of you would barely even recognize you or know you at all mean, ask yourself this, if, if you look back to the version of, of you 10 years ago, I imagine you've changed a bit between now and then. And I'm not talking on the outside, I'm talking on the inside. But not everyone wants to change and that kind of motivation has to be internal. It has to come from within and, and they have to be able that that person has to be able to see the reasons to change for themselves. They have to provide that for themselves. So when we're talking about changing our minds and and making different decisions and stuff like that, I think that this has to be a necessary part of the conversation because sometimes we want other people to change their minds or to make different decisions. It doesn't even become just about us. We're like, oh, but I I want, I want my partner to do something differently. I want uh, my colleague to do something differently. I want my friend to make a different decision. You want to know how to make someone change? You can't, you can't. Don't even bother trying because you'll end up frustrated, resentful, disappointed, and probably destroy the relationship that you have with the other person in the process. It won't work. So you can grant yourself permission to change and you can have all kinds of, you know, really incredible conversations with other people about change in their own lives, but you can't make that decision for them. You can be part of the catalyst that gives them new data. But what they do with that data is up to them. They get to decide. And we can't make that decision for them. We can only control ourselves and our own decisions. And another part of this is that indecision is a decision. I I, I felt that this was a really necessary part to cover in, in this episode was that indecision is a decision. If you can feel that you want to change or shift, but you get stuck in the should I, shouldn't I, how would this even look, how would this go type of phase of the indecision? You're breeding fear and anxiety within yourself. It's just going to continue to grow and take over and then you're never going to make a decision because you'll be so stuck in the indecision. So you are then therefore (laughs) choosing to make the indecision your decision. So I'm challenging you to make a decision, to make a choice. Recognize that you, you can change your mind again. So you can make one decision and then you can make another decision after that again. And you can make another one after that. Making one decision is the only thing to do in order to make the next decision and the one after that and the one after that. I would not be where I am right now if I had been in the corporate world and just decided to jump straight to you know, uh, relationship and and essentially life coaching. I would never have have made that jump. I would not have felt confident enough, not even close. I would have been like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I wouldn't have been ready. I would not have been ready. I I it that that decision could not come until it was handed to me and until the opportunity was handed to me and basically hitting me in the head with a two by four. <laughs> Because I needed all of the life experience, all of the certifications, education, all all of the things that I have and all of the tools in my tool belt. I had to have all of those things first before I felt comfortable looking down that path and going, oh, that's right. I've, I've been working towards, I've been working my way towards this path the entire time. But I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready. But if I had sat in indecision... That entire time, if I'd been in my corporate job and I had never made the decision to step outside of that, and I had just constantly stayed stuck in this idea of, oh, you know, I'd kind of love to do something different, but what would I do? Would I do this or this or that or that? If I had stayed stuck in that, I would still be in my corporate job. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And then that would have become my decision. My indecision would have become my decision. That would have become my choice. And often we look ahead at the destination that we want to arrive at one day and we think it's going to be a straight line. (laughs) We're like, okay, you know, it's just a matter of there's these various doors of opportunity ahead of me. It's like, okay, which, which door do I choose? I just have to pick the right door and it will get me there. That's not how it works. It might be for some people, but that's very rare. That is very, very rare. I don't think I've ever talked to someone who hasn't, you know, opened one of those doors and then ended up going down 20 different paths before they ended up at the place that they were intending to in the first place. Or that the place they intended on going ended up looking completely different when they got there because they had changed and shifted what they wanted and what they were working towards along the way, along the journey, right? But if we stay stuck... And we don't take any action in any direction. That is the fastest way to fall down a a rabbit hole of just such fear and anxiety and self doubt that it's really hard to get back out of it. And I've been in that hole several times, many times, uh, but, but there have been several times where I've been really deep in that hole and it can feel paralyzing. And the longer you let it go on, the harder it is to pull yourself out. So let's normalize changing our minds, changing our minds and not only normalizing it, but recognizing that it's actually an incredible strength and that it will serve you and the life that you're trying to create so much more. And then other people around you see you making changes and they're like, oh, well, if if Susie made a different decision, then I can make a different decision. doesn't mean it's the same decision. It's just that seeing you do something differently, gives somebody else almost that permission to do it for themselves. And what a beautiful ripple effect that is, right? So let me know. I would love to hear if there's a decision that you're struggling with, or if there is uh, something that you've struggled with in the past where you finally kind of came to terms with the fact that it was okay to change your mind, I would love to hear your stories. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach. Come share them with me. I love I love doing this and getting to have these types of conversations and, and hearing people's stories. It's so much fun for me. So send me a DM, Emily Goff Coach over on IG, and please share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. It is the best possible way to support the podcast to allow me to keep things going. A lot of time and effort and energy and money goes into running this podcast. So I would love it if you could share it, if you could uh, write a review, that would be so incredibly helpful. It means so much. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.